Hello gamers and welcome to a special episode of Henry Kissinger is Pokemon going to die. Not a threat. Just a fact. I'm going to edit out that space. <laughs> okay. No, I'm going to say I'm going to edit out the space and then leave it there because it's funnier. Just make it longer. Everyone forgot the thing we say. This is Leftism for Dumbasses by the Extremely Online doing a special episode about our Ontario election just because we happen to have a lot of hosts that live in Ontario. Uh, so we'll we'll do our introductions. I'm Linus, aka Doug Funny Ford. Uh, I'm Television's Dave Coulier. It's nice to meet you. <laughs> they can figure it out. They can find out who I am. It's a fun game for the show. <laughs> Andy, no one knows who you are because I know never I'm never on here. No one knows that's anyway. The, it, it, that's the that's the secret, Captain. <laughs> I'm never here. That's the line, right? He calls him Captain. Full time. Yeah. yeah, no, that's how it goes. Okay. Hey, what's All up? Right. I'm like a deer in the headlights right now. Uh, my name's Evan, a.k.a. Um, Doug E. Fresh Ford. <laughs> Glad we have two Doug Fords. Uh, hi, I'm Matt, also known as Kathleen Luz. You stole mine! <laughs> you stole mine! <laughs> oh, Matt! Oh, so good, no. dude. Uh, I'm going to go with a Canadian <laughs> offshoot. That's fine. You got it, you got it. <laughs> Anyway, the, the, I have a special guest on the episode this week. Uh, we were going to get Emma on a couple of weeks ago when that whole, like, fucking incel shit went down. Well, I mean, incel shit's always going down, but, like, yep. the Toronto one. Mm. Yeah. I thought the problem um, was that they, they don't do that. Go down? <laughs> <laughs> See, I, yeah, I feel like they'd be a lot better off if they just learned how to eat some puss. I haven't heard about that, that guy. Like, is he... What's going on? Are they having a trial? I mean... Uh, probably. I guess. I feel I, like I, I just... Like Jor- Jordan Peterson will probably be his lawyer, <laughs> oh, even though he's not a lawyer. Sake. Yeah, I just stopped hearing about that because, you know, we have to just move on to the next horrible thing. Oh, because there was, like, two incel killings in the States, yeah. like, the next week. <laughs> anyway, how does it feel? We're on an episode with zero Americans right now. Good. It feels good. Yeah. I like I, I like to hear it. Um, so we're talking about the Ontario election. Uh, we're recording this on Tuesday... Ideally, I'm getting it out on Wednesday. I really hope I don't f- manage to fuck that up too badly. Because uh, I am editing this week, and I haven't edited in a long time. And election day is Thursday. Election day is indeed Thursday, which is the day we normally record our episodes, which is why we're not just doing this as part of the episode. So this is just going to be like a kind of a side segment to make up for the fact that we only record once a week, so it's kind of hard to stay topical sometimes. Wait, 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 Matt. Yeah. I Can I... Can I... Do my new nickname. Yes. Yeah. All right. I'm Emma, a.k.a. more like Borden J. Peterson. Nice. nice. Got him. Got him. Wait, like Bobby Borden? <laughs> 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 yeah. So, see, the thing about Robert Borden is that he's a piece of shit, but at least he was cool. In which Jordan Peterson sounds like Kermit the fucking frog. <laughs> he sounds so much like Kermit the frog. Like, no matter if you've never heard his voice... Even if, if you think it's a joke, it's not. He just sounds exactly like Kermit the Frog. There's a Muppet oh, video does. where they, like, superimposed his voice over it, talking about the whole cleaning your room thing. It's not bad. Can we, uh, can we, like, pay Jordan B. Peterson to sing, uh, some, uh, to sing the Rainbow Connection? The rain- <laughs> <laughs> Jordan's B. Peterson, you know? 
You know. <laughs> anyway, um, so we wanted to just start this off with just like a quick discussion of, hey, how does the Canadian parliamentary system work at all? Because um, I found that whenever I try to talk about Canadian politics with a lot of Americans around, um, it's like it is talking to Americans about anything that isn't American in that it's impossible. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, the only thing Americans understand about elections is that you're basically electing a king of the country. Yeah, like, we we, we have God King Trudeau who yeah. buys pipelines. <laughs> yeah. Which we kind of do here in Canada now, I mean... Well, see, so, like, the thing about Trudeau is that he wants to be just like his good friends, the Saudis. Yep. Okay, can we uh, make that picture the episode art? Which one? The, the one, Justin uh, Trudeau picture? The, the one that Stephanie just posted where, hang on, just look in politics... I will look into politics. And it's uh yeah, just just scroll up until you see it. Mm, I don't like that. Yeah, we should I really don't like <laughs> it. It should be the episode. <laughs> At the very least I'm posting on the Tumblr because we because we discussed it. So I I'm, I'm contractually obligated to post it on the Tumblr. Oh, I hate it. Just Oh. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> it's Justin Trudeau lovingly holding the province of British Columbia uh, who is crying and says but you said you loved me and he's saying just say that so I could lay some pipe in you <laughs> he wants to put a pipeline there I'm sick oh that's funny it's very bad it's bad and I don't like to see it so essentially we um, I honestly don't understand for the most part how the American system is so I'm not going to do this as like a comparative thing Yeah. Um, but we elect members of the provincial parliament in our par in our provincial elections provinces are like states but there's a difference then i don't know what it is because i'm a dumbass ontario is new york bc is uh california alberta is texas uh quebec is um no bc is seattle quebec is quebec quebec is quebec. there's no there's no equivalent to quebec but yeah bc is very washington yes. like it, they well, have some california in vancouver's in vancouver's like la though i mean yeah, yeah vancouver's just, very uh, seattle it's, it's literally Toronto just an is of Toronto the is LA Northwest. to me. I think Toronto's like New York and LA. Which which you know, is Toronto or Vancouver the more nightmarish city to to try to do anything Toronto. in? Because that's what Toronto. LA. Is. Well, I remember one time they did yoga on the street in Vancouver. I do remember. That. And that that's everyone was like, "This is the most thing, the most Vancouver thing ever." That sounds I feel like, like we should just take the whole Pacific Northwest and just like. Bugs Bunny saw it off the yeah. side of the country and just let it float into the ocean. Well, Matt, you said I mean, we you should know, also just do that along the 49th parallel. Yeah, you know, you know Matt, you said we we're going to talk about how the Canadian Parliament system works, but if you ask me, it doesn't work at all. Am I right, folks? Folks, folks, gamers, folks. <laughs> so essentially, we elect our members of provincial parliament, which are uh, local representation who almost always represent one of the major political parties mm -hmm. of which um ontario has three but four if you want to be inclusive yeah that's right because you got that one trillion party guy there now right yeah and I've been oh yeah there is a trillion party and i've been guy seeing in... some signs uh for something see the new thing, the thing about okay there's the uh, if we're gonna talk fringe parties we should do it first so we don't yeah. have to bring them <laughs> okay. up later um Fuck, Trillium Party is... Are, are they the ones that are just, like, social conservatives? They're like the Wild Rose in Alberta. Yeah. Oh, uh, there was an extremely nice article by uh, Mr. David Popescu, who is running fucking again. Hey, you remember this guy? I thought guy? he was in prison. He went to prison for assaulting his mother? And <laughs> he got out. And, um, uh, yeah, like, uh, for listeners who aren't... Who didn't go to high school in Sudbury, 
David Popescu. <laughs> I did. I know him. David Popescu once was doing like a, he's like a lunatic, and uh, like <laughs> it, 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 he's way beyond the fringe. Uh, anyway, when he was doing a speech at like Sudbury Secondary School, a high school, uh, someone asked him about uh, gay about gay people, and he he just straight up said they should be executed. So like that's that's him. And he's running again, and the Sudbury Star, I guess, was like the local paper, was like obliged to run an article that he wrote. Yeah, they, they literally have to by the policies. They but set they out. did their absolute best to make him sound as fucking buck wild out there as possible. I think I think their headline for that article was like "God will vomit us up into the land" or something like that. Yeah, just it was. Pick the <laughs> wildest quote and stick it to the it's, top so that we... this is like the most niche thing possible. Like, <laughs> Somebody linked me to this. Apparently, apparently, at one point he used to like leave DVDs of him reading the bible in the dark on yep. people's windshields yeah yeah <laughs> see like essentially what he does is he runs in every single election we have a guy like that's that's like so buried, he runs in he, he ran for mayor he ran in the last federal election he ran in the last provincial election i don't know where he gets the money for this i mean yeah he but doesn't he manages really... to like put up the fees every time to run as an independent in every election and he always gets the same odd 160 votes yeah something like that who actually, even is that? Like, just similarly incredibly hateful people? Yeah, Must more be. or less. He, what um, he does is he goes, he goes and he says, my name like, is Pavid Dopescu, and I would like to place 100 <laughs> votes. <laughs> um, yeah, so parties, uh, other parties that have candidates that don't have any currently represented in the legislature... So essentially, once you elect a member of provincial parliament, they are your local representative, and then they are also a seat to the governing party. So it's a lot like how the Senate and whatnot works in the states, mm-hmm. I suppose. I guess it's more like the the, the House it's of Representatives. It's Congress person it's as more, well. Like. It's more like the British model, isn't it? Yeah. It Well, yeah, it yeah, is. Like, so but like, like, yeah. Americans don't know shit about fuck, and they're most of our audience. Yeah. So. Um, so people who are who are not represented in the legislature but are running candidates in the election, um, the other parties that are actually there's not really many parties that are worth mention. Uh, the Green Party is one because they are they run in every election pretty much. I can give you. A- uh, they field candidates across the board, and then no matter where they're running, they only ever seem to be able to elect their leader, except in BC. Yeah. In British Columbia, they have three people elected, and they are the balance of power in a minority government. A minority government is what happens when you win the most seats, but not a majority of the seats. Yep. So you essentially need hey. someone else to join with you to pass any legislation. Yeah. Actually, the Ontario Green Party's leader is in my riding, like uh, my home in Barrie. And really? they are definitely not going to elect her like her. And it's her and the other deputy leader, a guy named like... Oh, is it the deputy leader that's winning? Yeah, there's... there's no. Because he's doing very well in his riding. There's like two mm. people right here. There's a guy named like Keenan Alwyn or something like that. And he's in Barry, I think. And I've heard no, that no, yeah, it's, it's Yeah, M- Mike Schreiner is the leader of the Ontario Greens. And he is like... He's been polling better and better as the days have gone by. Wait, then why did And he... essentially, if he were to grab the liberal votes, he would win his seat. Wait, I'm incredibly confused now because I was at the all-candidates debate in my writing a couple of days ago, and Bonnie North said that she was the deputy leader of the Green Party. 
Yeah, deputy leader is is a position in in, in oh, Ontario wait, politics. I'm, I'm, I'm dumb as fuck. I, I thought that meant that she was temporarily replacing. No, him. she's just uh, a deputy leader. leader. Is someone who would be the temporary leader if the leader were to leave for any reason. Mm-hmm. Okay, never mind. I'm um, incredibly often stupid. they're just um, there's yeah, they're just a, they're they're a strong position within the party. For example, Jugmeet Singh was the deputy leader of the Ontario NDP before okay. he left for the federal party. Fair. Okay. So yeah, never mind. And it's the it's the deputy leader who's running in my riding. Never mind. Yeah, so the, the actual leader is possibly poised to win his, uh, his seat. You can just uh, edit party, me out there. <laughs> another party that I thought was really interesting was the Consensus Ontario Party. That's the one the signs like, have, I keep seeing. Yes, there are a lot of... They, they're fielding candidates in like 12 ridings, uh, and their entire thing is, let's abolish parties and have a system that's more like the, uh, the territory legislature, in yeah. which like it's local representation and you have to essentially come to a consensus so it's not just a bunch of partisan bickering and i i could i could kind of go for that i thought it was more like a direct democracy well that's that's the idea that's, right? yeah like it's still it's still representative democracy but they're not beholden to a party oh, okay yeah and then yeah the trillium party does have one seat right now and it's someone who just floor crossed from the conservatives <laughs> and they are known their ideology is right-wing populism so yeah that's what they do it's great whatever happened to the rhinoceros party the tr- is what? The Rhinoceros yeah. Party um, does not exist anymore, as far That's as I can tell. They exist as a Quebec-only federal party, actually. Like, they run, like, a handful of candidates every year in Quebec, but they don't win anything. Yeah, yeah. well, they, they used to have candidates in other ridings, but uh, as far as I could tell, they have dissolved since 2011, because mm. they did field, like, they, they had a whole platform set up where they would help people run. And I was very strongly considering running for the rhinoceros party in Sudbury. I remember that would this. Extremely funny. I remember you talking about it. Because essentially, what they were doing is you would field the one thousand dollars fee up front, and then if you did all your paperwork, you'd get it back from them. And I think that this probably just didn't work out well for them because <laughs> they are essentially dissolved, and their website has been replaced by like a generic political blog. Yeah, we have yeah. a uh, we have one other party here that's kind of interesting to me. Like they're not going to win anything, so I'll go quickly as possible. But we've got a group here called the Canadians' Choice Party, where they just let their members make up their own platform for each riding that they're <laughs> yeah. in. Yeah, I love their ideology on on Wikipedia is listed as libertarian conservatism and right wing populism. Right. So we know what choices they're going to make. Yep. Yeah, the guy who their leader didn't show up to the debate, but he gave his opening and closing statements to the moderator to read, and it was a very strange experience. I still can't believe there's a Northern Ontario party that's founding tenet is separatism. It's incredible. It's, ve- it's very good. Um, but yeah, that's like that's on the fringe. So uh, unlike the United States, which has a right party and a really right party, um, we have the opportunity to have a center-left party, a right party, and a really right party. <laughs> yeah. Things are so much better here. Yeah, it's they, we have we have a slight increase in that we have three major political parties. Um, I've been talking a lot, so I kind of wanted someone else to field one of these. Evan, you work for the NDP. Talk about the NDP. Yeah. All right. All right. The uh, the NDP is essentially like the closest thing that we have to a quote unquote socialist party. They but they've been social democrats since I want to say the early two thousands, and. Uh, they like the, I guess the main thing you know that they go for is sort of they're uh, I guess slightly to the right of Bernie is where I put them in their yes. most yeah, most of their 
Yeah, most of their mm-hmm. policies are like, you know, your standard social uh, Democrat stuff. They want to expand the uh, welfare state that we have in Canada, or at least what's left of it. They want to establish because our the free health care that, you know, gets talked about a lot is actually a provincial thing for the uh, American back. listeners. It's not like, <clears throat> pardon? Sorry. Oh, sorry. It's like it's it's not done by the it's done by each individual province, sort of like if, if a state was doing it. And so are, they're trying to expand that right now. That's one of their big goals is trying to expand, I think, uh, like pharmacare and the health care, pharmacare and dental care, are the two big things they're trying to expand right yeah. now. It's that's those are the two like main policy planks that they've got going. And at least those are the two that I've been told to push. <laughs> and actually edit me saying that out anyway um and they're it's basically yeah they're just you know kind of standard social democracy parties if anybody's aware of the way politics work in europe they're like the sort of uh any of like the iterations of the sdf the social democratic party they're all kind of like that then we got our progressive conservative party which is just just a really funny (laughs) name yeah I really just love the idea of calling themselves the progressive conservatives. Mind you, there was a point where, like, where the progressive conservatives weren't, like, a strictly populist party. Did they not merge with a more far-right party? That was federally. Party? Like, that was yeah, federally. there was the Reform Party at one point. Um, That's why yeah, it's the, the PCs Alliance. provincially, but just the conservatives uh, federally, is because they're not actually the same party. Oh, yeah. I we don't have a quote-quote conservative party in Ontario right now. We have just the progressive conservatives, which don't exist nationally. Or yeah, federally, because rather. what happened is they got fucking routed in the 1993 election mm-hmm. and were knocked down to two candidates. And most of the conservative seats were taken by the Reform Party. And the Bloc Québécois, a separatist Quebec party, was the official opposition. Oh, man. <laughs> the year of my birth. fucking hell... Yeah, oh, that was a hell of a I heralded that. Yeah, it was all mm. you. All me. God. Um, and then, of course, we have the liberals, which are much like the liberals federally in that there are a lot of talk, and populist right-wingers call them communists, and God, I fucking wish. Yeah. <laughs> also, they're going to lose so many fucking seats, and they're going to lose major party status, and that's extremely funny to me. Yep. It's really good. I'm really amped for Kathleen okay, Wynne um, to not uh, win her own seat. More like Kathleen lose. lose. <laughs> it's more like Kathleen lose. Can we talk about Kathleen Wynn, like conceding and like losing. talking? K- Kathleen yeah, lose. Yeah, no, no. We... Oh, I'm yeah, Let's go there about next. That. Oh, uh, sorry. Super quick. Fruit Selector wants to know what major party status entails. Mainly, it means if you only have like I think it's under twelve. Eight. Yeah, eight, eight seats. seats. Thank you. Eight seats. You don't. If you have under that number, you don't get to have your party name listed, and you sit as an independent, and you don't get yeah. to caucus and stuff like that. It's like Elizabeth yeah. May. I think there's monetary stuff as well. Yeah, yeah. So there, there was a hundred and hundred and seven seats last election. Uh, this election, there's a hundred and twenty four seats in the legislative assembly. So you have to fuck up real bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they just nailed a bunch of chairs to the walls and stuff, so they could, you know, fit the seating room in. Yeah. There's just a couple couches in there now. <laughs> yeah. Northern Ontario gets some lounge seats. <laughs> yeah, I want to like just do a little little chat about our specific ridings because all of us actually happen to sit in different ridings, even the two of us that are in Sudbury, although we'll take point for Linus a little bit on that because he had been in Nickel Belt his entire life. 
prior to very, like, relatively recently. When did you move into that place? Uh, like, well, I moved in in 2013, but it's very, like, an informal. Like, I didn't change yeah, my yeah. address or anything. It wasn't your address yet. So I guess this finally caught up with me, because all this time I've been going driving back out to Levac to vote. Sudbury has two ridings, one that's Sudbury, and then one that's literally everything around Sudbury, yeah. and also encompassing some random parts of Sudbury, including the part where my dad lives, which is why I vote there. Or rather, why I voted there, because I voted early, because I'm smart. Mm-hmm. Nice. Same. Which, like, that's something that always, like, weirds me out about the states, is just, like, what, you weren't able to vote on your election day, and it's like, okay, I get, like your no companies are really giving leave for that but it's like we get like five advanced voting days where the polls are open for like 14 hours yeah you just scroll like an aggressively like long time you just scroll into like a gym or something and they're like there's never anyone there so you just walk right through they're always so fucking bored and excited to see a person that wants to vote yeah oh, absolutely so i wanted to talk a little bit about our our own writings uh and Andy, are you you're in New? That's your writing. Yes. So I think that's like that's pretty much been a conservative stronghold for a hundred million years. I think yeah, no, pretty much. It's a nightmare. Um, I hate it here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna quickly bring up their 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 stats from the last election. Oh, apparently the it is a liberal currently. Yeah. I don't, Chris Ballard, but he's like, not gonna win. He's not gonna win, um, and very likely the conservative candidate's gonna win because the conservative candidate had it for every other, um, every other election. Yeah, and man, looking at this right now, um, I'm just seeing 2007 electoral reform referendum. I didn't know we had this because I'm young. Uh, sure, yeah. Yeah, I mean we're all we're all young here. Andy, how old are you? I forget. <laughs> I'm 24. Okay, literally everyone here is younger than me, and this was in 2007. There was a there was an electoral reform referendum where we could have gotten rid of first past the post, which is the electoral system that the states also uses, and replaced it with a mixed member proportional system, which would be actually good. Yep. Aren't you glad that we weren't of age to vote when this happened? <laughs> yeah. I love to be nine years old yep. when all the important things happened. Yeah, that just seems like it's the way. How old was I? Fifteen. So like, what? Yeah, like, yeah. Andy, what do you see like sign wise like around the city? Oh, it's like, all you... it's all fucking PC signs. Uh, I live in kind like on the border of a bougie neighborhood too. So like, yeah. I'm in the like, oh, these houses are nice looking, but they're also very much smaller um, area, uh, and. I just when I take my dog for a walk down the neighborhood and we get like any further in, there's just all these big houses and a hundred fucking PC uh, party signs. My everywhere. next door neighbor has three PC signs in his yard, and uh, it's just and they're the only PC signs I've seen other than like a few uh, outside of businesses. Yeah, because Troy almost every yeah, almost every PC sign I see. Is on public land. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. yeah, isn't, like, Troy Crowder, like, a former NHL hockey player, and Some that's shit. it? Yeah. <laughs> He's really fucking dumb, too. He just, like, said this whole long speech about how, how real ghosts are. Oh, that yeah. was him? That was him. Oh, my God. He's not going to get it. So good. I'm mad he's on, on, in the bad party. That's a great thing to be passionate about. <laughs> I agree. Ghosts are... Pokemon are real. Ghosts are real. 
Ghosts are real. <laughs> no, ghosts. Yo, Chandelure my... is real and strong, and he is <laughs> my, my friend. friend. <laughs> uh, Yo, mind if I yeah, I guess in that's... ghosts? <laughs> I guess that's why I've been kind of pessimistic this election cycle, because I've only seen conservative signs. I've seen, like, two NDP signs, and those were on public land here. Yeah, the, the, the rough thing is the, the GTA is very conservative-leaning for some fucking reason. Yeah. Because like, old that, that, that actually, that actually segues really nicely to something that Emma was talking about with me yesterday. Emma, you want to talk about Scarborough? Oh, do I fucking ever. Um, what specifically? Um, the, the one thing that was really, that was really, uh, that really struck me about what, like, the long rant you posted in my Twitter DMs, um, <laughs> was the, the stuff about transit and how everyone wants to vote conservative despite the fact that they're not going to get fuck off. Oh, yeah. So, I mean... The whole thing with living in Scarborough, um, for any Americans who don't know, Scarborough, popularized by Drake, um, the Bare Naked Ladies, unfortunately, Paul Bernardo, um, and it's a suburb... And Orphan Black. Orphan, Orphan Black. Black, okay, okay, okay there you go. And uh, it used to be a suburb of uh, the GTA, but uh, Mike Harris came in and amalgamation happened, so now we're actually uh, part of Toronto, we're not our own city anymore. But... Uh, Basically, what happened after that happened was there was, you know, this huge instance of white flight, um, people leaving Scarborough en masse when immigrants started arriving. And it's a very, uh, not all areas of Scarborough, but the majority grew up in Scarborough. It's very um, impoverished and it's very, um, it's, it's very populated by visible minorities. So, I mean, like, the predominant language um, in my writing is it's actually a uh, 38.1% speak only Chinese and 31% speak English. So, I mean, English isn't, isn't even our predominant language there. Um, sorry. Uh, but I think what, like, the problem is, is that once we amalgamated um, into Toronto, um, we absorbed the Toronto transit system. And because Scarborough is such a poor and impoverished area, we get fuck all in terms of transit. Uh, a former mayor, David Miller, had actually a really good transit plan that was going to improve things for Scarborough. But Rob Ford, brother of Doug Ford, may he not rest in peace, um, uh, <laughs> he, uh, as soon as he got into office, he cut all the transit plans he went on some rants about how he went out to Scarborough, talked to people, and they all told him that they want subways. No one in Scarborough said that. Um, as a result, we haven't had uh, transit accessibility in Scarborough for the last, I don't know, 30 years. Uh, like, not 30 years, but like it was already bad, but amalgamation made it worse. So uh, amalgamation yeah. happened in 1995. So since then, um, our transit situation has been awful. Um, if I go visit my parents, it takes... Uh, me 40 to minutes uh, or to an hour on a bus just to get to the closest uh, subway station. Everywhere else in Toronto has access to a subway station within about 10 minutes of, of their residence. Yeah. It's, um, and it's, it's honestly just because uh, lower income areas are not prioritized in terms of transit. And it's, it's really hard to live in a, in a riding where candidates are not making that part of their platform because... Yeah. And that's the whole thing is basically like if you rate the the party's platforms on a bunch of different tenets, 
Like, the PCs rate rank F in pretty much everything unless you're a rich person. And transit is one of their lowest areas because essentially they want to gut a lot of, like, bilateral agreements of transit plans that want to be built. Like, funding that's earmarked for, like, inner city transit stuff, stuff that's earmarked for the TTC. Mm-hmm. Um, essentially, he wants to just take Rob Ford's vision of a bunch of really expensive transit that only serves some people and make it even worse. When really what Scarborough needs is LRTs, which was in the plan before Rob Ford nixed yeah. it. Um, yeah. It, he fixed up real good. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and you know, another thing about Scarborough is that, um, at least in my riding, but the majority of Scarborough, my riding, uh, or my parents' riding, because I still vote there, it's still my uh, listed address, it's, it's only yeah. 9% white. It's a very, very small uh, uh, percentage. So because, you know, they... People see those demographic statistics and say, oh, you know, no white people live here. Why do we have to give them anything? It's, it's, it's really just, it's, no one's ever come out and said it, but it seems very, very coded as a race issue. And that's, that's, that's also a reason why, I mean, not to like generalize about minorities, but that's why they go for, that's why the conservative, the progressive conservatives go for a lot of the social conservative vote in the suburbs of Toronto too, right? Yeah. Is because they're mm-hmm. not going to get any kind of economic conservative out of out of the people who live there. No, not at all. And um, you know, my riding has been a liberal stronghold, which, eh. But like, it, it's just like. Are you in one of the ridings that's still projected to go liberal? One of the four. Oh yeah, <laughs> Scarborough North. Um, it's it's very <laughs> weird how they hold on to that. Um, I think our incumbent right now is probably going to win his seat. Um. Especially because uh, the PC uh, uh, person running against um, him uh, just assaulted a child uh, uh, during a Good. campaign stump at a at a school, which you're not supposed to do. And our NDP uh, candidate, I imagine not. Our NDP candidate is black, and no one in our riding wants to vote for him because it's just he's just it's just. Race issues. The two yeah. close to call. The two close to call polls have it as an NDP lean right now. I guess because uh, the conservative candidate dropped a couple. Yes, points. I would imagine that that would he not make him popular. A kid. Yeah, yeah, that too. I'm looking at the Scarborough runnings right now. There is one, two, three, four, five, six of them. Scarborough's huge. It and used to be its own city. Yeah. yeah. Fuck's sakes. Like, Sudbury has two ridings and has two ridings forever and is probably, if anything, going to lose ridings. We actually... Because they like... No, sorry, go on. But we actually had... Uh, they, they generally they generally try to keep it at 100,000 per riding, and we definitely don't have that. We actually cut our ridings uh, in the last election cycle because we had more. And they were just like, okay, let's just, you know, push some of these together because this is like 12 ridings and it's crazy. But, um, yeah, Scarborough is a, is a huge swath of the city, but it's an overlooked part of the city, you know, always will be because it's the most, um, impoverished area of Toronto. God. Evan, how about, uh, your Barrie? That's Barrie Innisfil. So Barrie, the city has three ridings. We have, uh, Barrie Innisfil, which is where I live, which is the southern half of the city, and also Innisfil, Alcoma and Churchill and Cookstown. Those are the ones that are in uh, my writing. And then we also have uh, Barry Simcoe Gray, which I don't know what that is. And uh, Barry Springwater Oromodonte, which is the north half of the city and all of Springwater and Oromodonte, obviously. And uh, my writing was liberal provincially, 
but if it had have been divided the way like last election when it was uh, just one riding, but if they had have had it divided with the way it is now, it would have been conservative. And yeah. uh, mine actually had a, a somewhat interesting story at first because my riding federally, which is also Barry Innisfil, was uh, super brief leader of the uh, PC party, Patrick Brown's federal riding for years. And so when he dropped from the federal government to lead the PCs provincially, he was going to run as he was the conservative candidate. But right before the election happened, the whole thing about his sexual assault came out. And so he ended up dropping. Yeah, he's a big old creepazoid. Yep, he uh, turned out to be a big old piece of shit. And he... I mean, he he's he's running for the... He was running for the progressive conservatives. Is it really a surprise? To yeah, him? I mean, he tried to reopen the debate on gay marriage while he was a backbencher in Harper's Conservatives, so it's not like he oh, wasn't a piece of shit guy. before. Oh, he's that guy. Yeah. Yeah, he's that fucking... He was my MP, and I loved every minute of it. And um, he's a huge shithead, obviously, and so he dropped out and got replaced by a woman named Andrea Kanjan, and I actually just saw her today. And she, uh, I don't really know a whole lot about her, so I don't want to say too much. I know that she was kind of parachuted in by Brown when he left, and so a lot of people are upset about that. Yeah. But um, she's, right now, it's super close to call, because I'm working I'm working with the NDP at, for our candidate, Pekka Renio's campaign, and it's like the liberals stand no chance. We actually have a pretty high ranking liberal here as well, a woman named Ann Hogarth, and she's not winning. She's I've seen no. eight signs in the entire yeah, city. The the, the the polling has like a pretty big conservative lead on it right now, but like looking at the previous polls, it's a declining lead. So, that, oh, do you mean uh, like generally or in my riding? In your riding. How do you how sorry? Where are you looking for that? I'm on the too close to call ones, which is like it uses. Um, less local polling data and more projection data which is kind of like a weird methodology all right um but they have also like very accurately predicted like the last three elections in canada so that's why i generally go to them well for the for the thing for the writing right now though is it is a declining lead and the big thing i would say is i've like i said i've only seen like six um cons uh, six liberal signs in the entire city and that yeah. are not on public land and one of them just went up yesterday, actually, uh, from a person who used to be a Doug Ford supporter, which is really funny to me. But That's really good. But we had a, uh, but I do think that the NDP here, and not just out of bias, I do think we genuinely have a pretty big chance because yeah. we've got a... Well, the thing, the thing about momentum is that momentum is what matters on vote day. Oh, absolutely. Yep. Like, we're, we're coming pretty close. And I feel like a lot of people, when they go and they sit down in the polling booth and they actually look at the people who are in front of them and... You know, they actually have to make that decision. I think a lot of things become rapidly very clear that aren't when you're just kind of talking about it beforehand. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's that people are definitely going to start to realize, you know, just exactly what it is that they're voting in when they vote for Doug Ford. Yeah. And I think that'll definitely yeah. give us an I advantage. I want to touch on our writings, like, real quick, just because, like, I feel like we've gone a lot of discussion on how this works and less discussion on the election itself. Okay. No problem. I'm just uh, going to, can I just quickly, I just want to say one last thing super quickly. Also, yeah. right now, the the broad area that we're in is polling at uh, the NDPs in the lead at, I think, 43% in, I believe, it's nice. southeastern Ontario where I am. So there's a solid chance that that, that that might turn into an NDP seat here, which would be the first time since the 1990s when Bob Ray won and hey, our NDP yeah. was a guy named Paul Wessinger. <laughs> they always said the NDP couldn't Gone. get elected in Ontario again, but 
Let's hope. Yeah. I, I think Man, it's possible. Fuck, I got to really got to talk about just a little bit about Bob Frey when we, we get really into do. That <laughs> um, so Sudbury has two ridings. One is Sudbury. One is Nickel Belt. Mm-hmm. Nickel Belt is the riding that contains most of the people who are union mine workers, and a lot of. Like a lot of poverty in the outer cities. That's yep. that's like a lot of rural people, and have consistently voted NDP since 1971 yep. when Floyd Logren was elected. And Floyd Logren was the MPP for Nickel Belt until the end of the Bob Ray government. It's now uh, France Jelina, and it has been France Jelina for the last uh, three elections. It's going to be her. good. Yeah, like it's going to be. She's going to win. It's literally 100 percent chance confirmed. Now, okay, uh, the liberal candidate for Nickel Belt is Tay Butt. Is that Sharouk's? Yes. We we knew some. I think butts. he's related to Sharouk. Okay, yes. yeah, Sharouk and, and uh, Shazab. We, we went to high school with some guys. So yeah, I because I, I kept seeing the signs, I was like, is that Sharouk's dad or something? So yeah. I don't think it's his dad. I yeah. think, I think they're, they're related, though. Yeah. Um, they are... Um, Do you know anything about pa- the They're Pakistani, PC? I think. Yeah. Do you know anything about the PC candidate? I really don't. I kind of... I mean... <laughs> it's, it's it's nonsense. I like, lived in Nickel Belt, so it just, it's a write-off. Like, it's... Go- like, it's... Don't don't even worry about it. Don't even trip, dog. <laughs> yeah, like, like I still I still, I still voted I, for... For NDP, but I like, still vote, but like it's it's going to be NDP. I'm looking at the I'm looking at the polling data, and it's seventy one point six percent NDP. Yep, chance. The dream. Sorry, no, that's 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 sixty one seventy one point six projected votes. One hundred percent chance. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's, it's like it's a it's a fucking blow. It is a lock. It might be the strongest riding in the province. Yeah. Uh, no, there, there's a couple. Like, the Northern Ontario ones are also strong ridings. Mm-hmm. Um, like, uh, Kiwetanoog. That's one of the ones that's Northwestern Ontario. It's one of the new ridings that was created to increase indigenous in Parliament. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is a very good thing because, well, I mean, for a cynical reason, because it immediately means more NDP votes. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> like it's like 100% chance it's just more NDP votes right away. Yeah. Um, that is one of the ridings that is more represented than us um and just doing a quick look windsor is another one mm-hmm. which yeah that makes sense yeah any any of the cities that are like heavily union auto worker <laughs> windsor hamilton center nickel belt the one the uh, the northwestern one you mentioned all of those are super ndp yeah hamilton center is also really high because that's horvath's riding isn't it yeah but i think it was yeah. even before she became leader just because it's got the whole yeah, unionized steel there yeah mm-hmm. so yeah those, those are the kind of areas that are always gonna they're always gonna cape for the ndp and like god Ray, remember when remember when nafta happened and everything got bad in ontario yep. and all these countries are never gonna trust a liberal government all those all those ridings will never trust a liberal ever again as they should which is fucking it makes sense um so that's the the long and short of those the the other thing with the Sudbury riding which is the Sudbury Center riding is that um they had a by-election so Joe Cimino won the election last time for the NDP um and then once it was discovered that it was the the Kathleen Wynne government won a majority which means they had the most seats in the legislature and also a majority of the seats. So essentially any legislation they put by is happening. Mm -hmm. Um, And what happened is when that seat came to be a by-election seat, the liberals wanted to like 
pull some local clout to capture the seat. So they actually got a federal NDP NP to floor cross to the provincial uh, liberals to go in the election. And the guy who had run for the liberals prior, Andrew Olivier, was like basically bribed and was caught on tape being bribed. Yep to step aside in the election and there has still been trials on that like yep. that's that's something that's still being tested in court right now and there's no fucking way glenn tebow is winning because of this yes yeah, like like he's uh, honestly a decent a decent dude like he was a good representative when he was yeah. with our federal ndp but like there's no fucking way in hell i met him a couple of times because some yes theater people uh do like work for him and yeah. uh, like I remember talking to him and being like, he seems like a really nice guy. But you know, he's the... he's friends with my dad because yeah. like the, that that he was like, he talked with him a lot when he was going through trying to get like the the soccer field funding and stuff. Oh yeah. Because we've been trying to get an indoor sports facility for a hundred million years and no one wants to do anything about it. And then he got funding for it, mm-hmm. but that's still not enough. He's not getting elected. Nope. You can't bribe me with a soccer state with a soccer center that I've wanted forever. So the way this election is going right now is essentially the NDP and the provincial uh, the progressive conservatives are slated to get almost equal vote share mm-hmm. but uh, that does not mean they're slated to get equal seats hey hey Evan you want to talk about vote inefficiency yes um, I, I very much would like to do that because I actually tried to I was involved in a local thing in Barrie in high school to try and encourage people to vote for voter reform when the liberals tabled it in like 2015. And then people voted in the liberals and then they just didn't. Yeah, the liberals (laughs) did nothing and didn't even put it to ballot. Just nothing happened. Well, I mean, to be future electoral promise had nothing happen. Well, sorry, I mean, I know that's what do you call I know that's like a federal thing, but like on the provincial level, I think I think it's extremely good to me that uh, we're going to have the sort of the I don't want to compare this too much, obviously, to the American election because it's not the same thing. But the fact that we're going to have basically the NDP and the conservatives winning like 36, I think it is percent of the vote or 36 or 37, depending. Yeah. And they're both going to win that much. And then the conservatives will have massively more seats for no reason, because Doug Ford is really popular in the GTA and all of his votes are all in a bunch of really tiny ridings while of all the NDP votes are in big ridings so we'll win a lot of people but they'll all be in the same big brackets basically a lot of it is like a lot of ridings that the NDP is winning they're winning by so many that those votes are functionally meaningless it's kind of it's basically gerrymandering except like Oh, it's, it's literally it's same, gerrymandering. Like it's the I mean, same this, principle. This is the thing that happens from gerrymandering. Yeah, yeah it's like, the same it, principle. This is just, it's just, yeah. it's just a shitty system. Yeah, like, these were drawn the up. The whole, like, you know, the whole the thing reason, that makes gerrymandering work is that the system is shitty. Like yeah. the reason why my why my city like in Barrie has three ridings is because of gerrymandering. Like because Barrie has been conservative and like occasionally liberal forever. Like it's a very it's an uphill battle to be an NDP member here. And they were uh, they the conservatives split it federally, and I don't know why it split provincially. I'll admit I don't know how that works, but I know it split federally because of gerrymandering. They just knew they'd get three votes instead of one if they made Barry three ridings. Yeah, it's it's because like Barry hasn't had a significant increase in population, has it? No, it hasn't. Like Barry used to be the fastest growing city in Ontario. Hasn't been. Then everyone years. realized Barry fucking sucks. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> like. He- 
It does. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I live here, but I do not like it. Yeah. God. So, essentially, that um, the big thing with this election is that the current premier, Kathleen Wynne... More like Kathleen um, Lose. ...is <laughs> going to Kathleen... Is She's Pokemon going to Kathleen Lose. She has... When did she concede? Um, she conceded then, uh, two days yeah, ago. Yeah, it's Sunday, right? Yeah. Which I really want to talk about, because who the fuck does that? Like, okay, we've got to talk about that. I was so pissed the way she did it. Yeah. Yeah, like... Emma, you want to talk I about it? I do want to talk about it, because, yeah. you know, she goes out, and she talks about how uh, she's conceding. She knows she's not going to be premier, um, and she's saying that, you know, I did this all for the kids, I did this all for the people's futures, and then she does an about face and says, okay, but still vote liberals, even though even though we're going to lose, she's just vote liberals, because uh, NDP and conservatives, you know, like, we can't afford for it, and NDP, we don't want to write them a blank check to do whatever they want, and it was <sighs> like... Okay, you've you've acknowledged basically that you know the liberals are basically going to get no seats. Why would you risk splitting the vote that way by telling people go oh, vote liberal, vote liberal? Because if you vote liberal, knowing that that party is going to lose, that's a bunch of seats that the NDP could have gotten. It was just such a self-serving, yeah. so like <sighs> disgusting uh, way. And she and she entrenched it. She like she like pers- you know. She made it seem as if she was doing a noble thing when it was really just yeah. like the sentiment, the whole sentiment of what she was saying was basically, if I can't be leader, no one else should be. Yeah. Remember, and I, yeah. I, I have two things to say with that. One, remember when liberal parties in the past have desperately asked NDP and Green voters to vote for them oh, to, to keep out conservative the governments? Yeah. yeah. And then. And do not return the favor. They just don't, yeah. And Fucking hypocrisy. Two, two, the real cynical reason why she's doing this, I think, is really obvious once it was, like, explained to me. Um, it was in a tweet of someone talking with, like, Liberal Party insiders. And essentially, the Liberals see a better path to victory in 2022 oh, with the Doug Ford government. Yep. That's literally the fucking reason why they did that instead of just saying vote NDP. Oh yeah, because the because if they Doug, see yeah. a better fucking path to win in 2022. Yeah, I mean because it's gonna be hell world when Doug Ford. He's gonna you know yeah. everything that I've gotten. I've gotten my free tuition. Now I've gotten my free medication, and you know what? Like okay, credit Kathleen for that, but. He's going to roll that back the minute he gets into, uh, and yeah. it's what yeah. Mike Harris did. Uh, when he got into government, um, he called it the common sense legislation or whatever, and he yeah. uh, rolled back every single good thing we had gotten, all the social services, on his first day. Like, that was his whole thing. Doug Ford will not the hesitate. Thing about fucking, the thing about fucking Bob Ray that people don't get is that his government is not the reason why Ontario was falling apart in the early 90s. No! Oh, yeah, like... The Dude. reason the Ontario was falling apart in the early '90s is fucking NAFTA. That's oh, true. Yeah. You guys, we literally lost. We lost like something like fifty percent of our manufacturing jobs in a fell swoop. You know, I'm starting to think that capitalism might be bad. Mm. The thing is, is that capitalism <laughs> is fucking bad. Yeah. And essentially, we 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 are in a in kind of an interesting position of like a a, a province that is that has you know more than two parties in that. Our last three governments, functionally, were the parties, just, like, one after another. And you could just kind of see, like, each of those parties, what they did in how they would govern Ontario in the future. So, like, Bob Ray, 
um, essentially tried to course correct like a supreme debt crisis that was happening when he got into office and was due to mitigating factors like, you know, there was an economic crash in Canada in the early yeah. 90s. It's just a thing that happened. And it was prior to his election. And he, you know, pumped social services. Like, I'm not going to say all his policies were, were fucking hits, but, like, he was trying to make things better for, like, the low end of the population. Mike Harris came in and fucking gutted everything, gutted union bargaining powers, gutted hospital mm-hmm, funding. Mm-hmm. Teachers, he gutted hospital teachers. funding. Fucked yep. up as, teachers' lives. As a child of several Oh, my teachers, mom was a teacher, then... and she was uh, out on a picket line for, like, five weeks. Like, My dad will literally never vote conservative because of that. My mom will only vote NDP because of all that shit. Yeah, and essentially... Um, the worst part is that he had gutted a lot of healthcare funding at the same time that Jean Chrétien, fucking liberal douche piece of shit, had just cut federal transfers to provinces. Because essentially, like, all our healthcare stuff is run provincially, but it's funded with federal money. And th- all that money was basically cut out. And then, essentially, to balance the budget, instead of trying to fight for better funding for our hospitals, he just cut a bunch of nursing jobs and cut a bunch of hospital funding and now we have bed shortages in every major city we have nurse shortages in every major city we have home care nurse shortages in every city we have nursing home shortages in every city on that point um i just want to remind everyone that the last time we had a conservative premier ontario mike harris slash ernie eves we ended up with a body count because of the walkerton water crisis yeah is it right fuck i forgot about um two thousand people got sick and six or seven people died um, because they could, they didn't do the appropriate checks and their water got contaminated. Um, that would have never happened under, you know, I don't like to give liberals credit, but it would never happen under a liberal government or an NDP government. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he cut the, uh, that would be the, uh, the health units, mm-hmm. right? Like funding for the health units. So, I mean, that's what, you mm-hmm. know, honestly that a vote for a conservative is a vote for killing your populace basically. Yeah. And he also, he also like cut a lot of transit funding. So a lot of like, the Toronto Downtown Relief Line is the most fucking beleaguered piece of transit in the entire <laughs> Listen, let's, world. Let's not I talk swear about downtown transit, though, because... <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. I'm just gonna... I just. I think that the one thing that this whole, like, particularly Kathleen Wynne's, like, recent... I don't even want to call it a resignation, because it wasn't, really. But her whole conclusion, I think, points out kind of the problem with not just the liberals in Ontario, but with, like, liberals, generally speaking. Oh, yeah. And that's that she, at the end of the day, all this proves to me is that all the things that she's done for any sort of marginalized populations or any sort of groups of people who needed the things that she did, which were in some cases like objectively good no, things. No, I got great she things She doesn't give a fuck about any of that. Mm. Like she doesn't care because she's willing to throw it all away just so her party can get back in in four years because she knows if the NDP win and they do well, then they're no, then, you know, people aren't going to vote for anymore. liberals anymore. Yeah. And, yep, and like, that's, that's kind of, that's it. No, She'd rather let us slide towards fascism because that's what liberalism does. They go, well, you know, all my stuff stays safe. So, long, you know, with this guy, even if he fucks it over for the people who are actually going to feel it. So the thing about the liberals, though, right now is that, like, I don't want to defend them. I don't like them. They have a fucking messaging problem. Kathleen Wynne was so disliked by anybody who didn't vote for her. Like, she is hated. Why would mm. you have a campaign ad saying, I know you don't like me to remind all the people who don't like her? That they don't like her. <laughs> like, it was just... And they don't have... I don't know who their PR person is, but they have been fucking it up for years. 
So the thing about liberals is that they don't actually stand for anything. They stand for being no, elected. Yeah. That's like their whole thing. That is it it's is. Ju- it's like they adopted That's actually if you if you boil it down, federal liberals, provincial liberals, their only their only consistent platform is they just like to be exactly, elected. Exactly. Like the liberals them giving me free medication until I'm twenty five, which is in a month, so great. But um uh <laughs> them giving me free medication, them giving me I can because they make under a certain amount, I can get free university or college tuition if I wanted to go back to school. Those are all NDP policies that they just stole. Like, they're just taking... Yeah, they just took them wholesale. They're just populism. They're just doing whatever they can to be... They love being elected. That's their whole thing. (laughs) They just really fucking like being elected. And are you going to tell them that they can't be elected? I will tell them. (laughs) How could you be so mean to them? Even our federal universal health care that was technically enacted by liberals was literally just stolen from Tommy Douglas. Tommy Douglas! Oh my god! He was like, we would They're not like, oh, have. Shit, we better I mean, like, not let those. That's... We better not let any sort of uh, worker, you know, working class or middle class frustration go over to those damn socialists. Better just make shit versions of what they want and run it as our policy. Like you look yeah. at, and like you, you, the thing that's even like more brazen about it is that like they can't even use those as policy points against the NDP because the NDP just have better versions of those policies still in their platform. because oh, yeah, we said like, it first. They, they also just, they want to make it better. They want to expand pharmacare. They want to expand pharmacare to a larger set of medications. They want to expand dental care, which is, like, real fucking important. Because a lot of people can't afford a dentist, and a dentist is a thing that is needed. Yeah. It's especially so, yeah. when it's you're so young. It's so whack and, how and, healthcare is free, uh, but, like, medicine and dentistry is not. And look, listen, like, you know, Kathleen Wing can pat herself on the back uh, as well, much as she wants for extending free, um, you know, drugs to people under 25. Quebec, mm-hmm. for years and years, has extended free drugs to their entire population. So don't pat yourself on the back for doing, like, you know, one step. Like, the NDP would have given us that. That's their whole part of the thing, is they want us to have, they want everyone in the you know, to have free access to drugs that they need. Like, once I get off of my, uh, once I hit 25, I'm going back to paying $800 a month for medication I need. Like, how does that help me? It's just... It's fucked. Like, it's like the fact that anybody has to pay money for things that make them not die is fucking ridiculous. Like, yes, I will die without some of my medications. And now that I'm, you know, like, I don't know how I'm going to pay for them in July. I don't know. Um, and if we get a conservative government uh, in, I, I sure as fuck I'm not going to be getting any free medication. So, I mean, like, I mean, kudos to Kathleen Wynne for at least, you know, doing the bare minimum. But the NDP actually has solid, you know, proposals for how to get the entire uh, population of Ontario access to the medication they need. Well, we need for less money than they're paying exactly. now. But like, but like less money for the insurance companies that fund the liberal policies. So, uh, fucking capitalism, bad. We need a DSA for yeah. Canada. For real, yeah. God. I mean, like that's functionally what the NDP needs to actually be. Yeah. Now, like, what I mean is, like, it's we need an organization not. to push the NDP leftward because they have had a rightward drift in the last couple of elections. Like, I feel like, like every other fucking major socialist party. To... We need a Jeremy yeah. Corbyn. Is what we need. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we need someone who's just like exciting and well, I mean like Jagmeet Singh could be that. He could. Yeah. You know what Jagmeet Singh is actually one of the most progressive NDP leaders we've had in a long time. He's actually for decriminalizing yeah. all drugs. All drugs. Which yeah, is amazing. Yeah, that's good shit. He was on like, Daddy Trudeau like <laughs> like 
Like immediate, like remember uh, the the Gaza massacre. He he added Justin all fucking day about like not saying anything about that. And I remember because I remember seeing that on Twitter, and that was great. Justin Trudeau is dumb as a post. I just wanted to add that. Sorry. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it, he truly truly is. Yeah. Yeah, and like um, I was just listening to like uh, there's this Halifax podcast called Dog Island. They're really fucking good. It's good to listen to like other dumbasses talk about leftism <laughs> and then be Canadian so like I actually have a frame of reference to talk to them about and essentially they're just talking about like the NDP candidates and how like even the more nominally left ones aren't as left as they need to be it's true like not e- not even Nikki Ashton was as left as she needed like, to she be like she was she was getting there her. though she should have fucking gotten the nomination yes. honestly like I robbed. love I robbed. love Nikki Ashton I, I actually mm-hmm. I uh I was working alongside her along uh for a while because I was um Going to all the back when we were uh, Jacqueline died, we needed a new NDP candidate. Yeah, I was at a lot of the um, um, I don't know what you call those things to to like caucus yes, meetings? yeah to like reelect a new leader. She was my always my first pick because you have the ranked ballots. Yeah, it was always Nikki Ashton. Yeah, and then she was my vote. And they fucking Tom Mulcair, the worst person pro Israel. <laughs> Tom fucking Mulcair. <laughs> Point my finger and yell. God, yeah, I, I wish he'd won on that. His guy. French is so bad, and he's from Quebec. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's from fucking Outremont, isn't he? Kind of, yeah, so kind of Quebec. I, prob- I probably pronounced that better than him. Yeah. <laughs> and I have I have. Oh, remember when Harper tried to speak French? Sorry. I just... <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> I remember when, see, like, yeah, like remember when Harper tried to speak him. English? <laughs> God, Jugmeet sings French isn't great, but he's like actually making efforts to make he it. He is. That's what I love is when good. people commit to like knowing that like okay, I'm okay at this, but I'm not great, and they make efforts to actually like do better. And mm-hmm. Harper was just like busy playing Sweet Caroline with his fucking stupid band. <laughs> Something you we've gotten off track. We're talking about federal policy. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. On provincial, <laughs> but although I did that, did want to I did want to kind of segue a point there is that I kind of wish Nikki Ashton got the federal ballot so that Jugmeet Singh could have been essentially just... I feel like if he didn't win the federal NDP leadership party, like like the part the, 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 the race, that he could have been in a very good position to take over for Andrea Horvath if she lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, no, I'm talking about, like... Because he was literally the deputy leader. He's, like, he's he was second in command. Like, I got no beef with Jagmeet Singh. I'm just talking about back when, you know, it was just, like, was it when Jacqueline died? 2011? Yeah, that was the yeah, first one. Yeah, the first one. Because she was running that back then, too. And she was just so, like, she was, like, made, went out of her way to talk to every single delegate at every single meeting. She was just, like, yeah. and she would, if you, like, had a specific question for her, she would actually call you personally on her phone and be like, oh, I didn't know what the answer yeah. before, but I've, I, I, you know, I've looked it up and formulated an answer now. Like, she's one of those people. Yeah. The, the, the thing that they were saying on Dog Island, which is kind of how I got on this topic in the first place, mm-hmm. is that the NDP just has a really fucking bad ground game a lot of the time. And, and I don't know if that's that's necessarily true in all writings, but it's just like, I think it's just like a, it's a strategy problem more than anything. Because they, the, like, they have the energy and they have the people but they don't have the messaging. I, yeah, that oh, is that's a, yeah. It's a problem with all the left-wing parties in Ontario, to be honest. Like mm. Evan, Evan, you could definitely speak to that yeah. better than anyone because you literally work with the NDP. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I would. I don't want to. Again, I don't want to say too, too much because potential future paychecks ride on me continuing <laughs> to be in the good graces of the New Democrats. But 
Um, I also want to point out as a side note, I'm not paid right now by the NDP or anything like right. that, but that's uh, hopefully a thing that I will be in the future. Anyway, regardless, uh, the NDP right now, I don't know if you saw that ad that um, was out a little while ago, uh, May the 4th, you know, for the funny Star Wars day. And it was a yeah. picture of Andrea Horvath with, I think she had of all things, a red lightsaber, which is just <laughs> bad messaging to the nerds, you're bad messaging to the nerds you're pandering to. And also, it was like, it was just, it was something like, may, it was like, may the force be, may the fourth be with you, you know, or something like, Andrea has the force, or, you know, something like that. Yeah, I know, it, it was really fucking bad. It was like the she Pokemon go to the polest fucking ad she could have possibly run. And yeah, I wish you said something it. just so monumentally stupid that we named a podcast after it. Yeah, can we just, yeah, someday, <laughs> like, some someday there's gonna be a new leftism podcast called Andrea Horvath Has the Force or some shit like that. <laughs> I think the most pathetic yeah, thing that's... was Andrea Horvath, like, I, I wish she had better messaging because she did that whole uh, Twitter stunt where she was, like, peeking at her tablecloth and was like, where's Doug Ford's policy plan or platform? And it's just like, it's, like, very corny. Somebody's like point them in a. Why are why why are the NDP so fucking bad They're at so memes? They're so corny. Okay, I'm not gonna they lie. Have I so like... many fucking. They have so many fucking meme lord shithead fans <laughs> that could do so well for them if they just let us loose. Hey, look, I, I'm not I... gonna lie to you. I actually liked that one. The Doug Ford like where's his policy thing. I actually kind of liked that. It's like, cute. Yeah. It's cute, but I think it annoys people like I don't know like who are not into that sort of like mom humor. To, to. Yeah. <laughs> I just gotta say, and Andrea, 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 Andrea. I invented the fucking Doge meme. <laughs> hire me. NDP oh. hire Matt as the meme master. I just got laid off. You reminded off. me of the name I was gonna. You reminded me of the name I was gonna do. I was gonna be Doge Fort. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if someone totally needs to forgot. post some dank memes for the NDP party, I just lost my job. I have so much time on my hands. I, I'm I'm so willing to just post some dank ass NDP memes. I'm so fucking mad that my job is ending the day after the election, so I can't like I can't meme for our orange party. Honestly, there's so many like <laughs> writings in the country where they just need just anyone. So, you know, honestly, you could go to almost any like local NDP writing association and just be like, "Give me a job," and they will. Be, so, just walk in, like, you know, like uh, like like high school gym doors like with like the clicky and you just you hit both of them open so you're yeah. you're hitting both doors you're you're coming in hot yeah, you, you, and you, you just yell what the fuck is up gamers so you knock both doors open and you just walk into the divider bar slam your head pass out killing you instantly but mm-hmm. the end yeah no that's that's the idea the NDP are actually really good to work for i uh i don't know like craig scott was replacing uh, i guess jack layton um, back in, uh, like, I don't know, it was like five years, five, six years ago, uh, and... For, uh, it was, what, was that like, I think, yeah, it was 2012, Yeah, and so I it? got hired to work on his campaign, we won, and, like, he was, like, the most, like... For Trinity Spadina? Yeah, and he was the most, like, he made sure, he, through this after party, he made sure to come up to me, and he was like, I saw you at our campaign office all the time, he was like... You were how like you were, you know you're part of what made us win you know like, your dedication and like you know they like the NDP really does like do well by their uh, employees and or their volunteers um, it's, yeah. it's really I I you know I haven't worked in politics since then but it's a really like inspiring sort of um, they they treat you like human beings and they and they pay you like you know like they're supposed to like like you're a human who's has worth. <laughs> Yeah. 
All right. Uh, I actually got a couple of questions fielded All for right. this. Um, questions. I'm, I made sure to only post the question thing initially to my Discord that has only Canadians in it, <laughs> just so the questions wouldn't be really fucking bad. <laughs> um, like if America Americans got tend to add, tend to ask like really pandering questions to yeah. Canadians when we're talking about politics. Like not not even pandering, uh, like condescending. I think would be the better. They, they don't mean to do it, but I honestly sometimes they totally sometimes do. they totally do. But yeah. We got a couple of questions in, mostly just from people I know. So, friend of the show, Leaf Crunch, uh, is asking, I've been out of the Ontario loop living in Halifax. Uh, Alex does go to school in Ontario, mm. but uh, is currently living out in Halifax. What has Kathleen Wynne done to get such universal disdain? Um, we didn't really touch on this, so yeah. <clears throat> this is something we can get into, like, briefly at the very Wait, least. Wait, my audio yeah. cut out. What did Kathleen Wynne do to get such... Universal disdain. Ah, uh, uh, yes, okay. I don't know, we could probably each take a point here. I think, um, unfortunately, a lot of it has to do with her being a lesbian. Uh-huh. Yep. Yes. Yep. I yep. actually yep. was yep. going to yep. bring yep. that yep. up yep. earlier. In them of Andrea Horvath, of Kathleen Wynne, and in Sudbury, of our local NDP candidate, Francelina, is just normal-ass misogyny. Yep. Like, you'll, you'll, you'll... In, it's so pervasive that people don't even know they're fucking doing it. They're just like, I don't like how she like talks about this thing or how she does this thing. And these are criticisms that they won't level to male candidates at all. No, like don't get me wrong, she is bad, but a lot yeah. of it is straight up bigotry, though. Yeah, yeah, that is a first point. It, it for is sure is. is, and my dad brings up a lot. Actually, he's unfortunately he used to be like a very far left guy, but he 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 really like developed a a liking for Kathleen Wynne, and he. He felt very hurt that uh, that a lot of people didn't like her for being a lesbian. Um, you know, my senior citizen dad. Um, and I think that really, I don't think it has everything to do with it, but I think it has a lot to do with it. And as a queer woman who entertained at one point going into politics, this makes me just think that, no, I'll never do it because I, I can't handle yeah, it. Yeah, it's going to be fucking horrible. Yeah. I mean, I just remember your days in poli-sci just having to deal with poli-sci bros. It's like that times 100 um, million. I once had MRAs attack me on my campus, calling me a violent, abusive Stalinist thug. So, I mean, if that wasn't enough to yeah. take me out of, you know, wanting to be in politics, I don't know if if admitting to being gay would, you know, really help me in any matter. No. Honestly, I would lean into it if somebody called me a Stalinist thug. Oh, I loved it. A violent, <laughs> abusive Stalinist thug. I was like... Wasn't it your Twitter yeah, bio? I was a 4'11", <laughs> uh, tiny, uh, 17... I graduated high school early, 17-year-old uh, college student who attended a protest uh, and had these all these conservative, weird MRA... Uh, who definitely are probably like Richard Spencer fanboys now, tell me I was a violent abusive Stalinist thug for holding a sign and not speaking. Like, I, I hold that dear to my heart to this day. I will always be the violent abusive Stalinist thug that they told me I was. God, remember, remember when the cops, like, attacked you guys instead of... Oh, yeah, uh, I, I, we definitely got uh, we got roughed up by some cops because we were trying to protest uh, child molesters speaking at our university. It was the a voice for men guy, wasn't it? No, no, no. He was, uh, he was, uh, I can't remember his name now. That's how, uh, irrelevant he is. But he was, like, coming to our, our, uh, university to, like, talk about how men are so disenfranchised and also to promote incest because it's good. Wait, was that Roosh V? No, no, no. He's a white guy. Oh, my God. I can't remember his name now because, like, I really, like, blocked this part of, uh, you know, 
if you we, we we don't need you to relive this no, no. but i mean if anyone ever wants to google uh for men there's some choice quotes about me and you could probably figure out who the guy was uh by, by then they, they wrote a whole hate site about me they put me on a they registered me on a site called uh uh something like identify the bigot um uh, yeah, Kathleen Heigl is also on it because she advocated for neutering dogs. So this is their. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is this is you know, you know, uh, regular run of the mill misandrist. You know, you know, neuter your pets. I mean, like you know, Bob, what's his name? You know, he's he's next on Mark the Herger. he's next yeah. on the list. God, um, so other things for Kathleen Wynn. Um, I mean, people generally don't. Like, a lot of people don't like any of her policies she stole from the NDP. Um, it's really funny when people call her, like, a communist dictator and they're not being <laughs> facetious. Because it's like, God, I fucking wish. Can it you imagine if, like, now. if like the liberals took power and as she was, like, coming on, she just, like, tore, like, a blazer off and there's just a big hammer and sickle shirt underneath? <laughs> yeah, like, that'd be, that'd be good. Then I'd vote for yep. her. Um, there was the gas, was it a gas plant? The power plant? That, that was a big thing. That was an inherited thing more than anything. It's, it's very true. Cause that's, cause that's basically why, uh, Dalton McGinty. Oh left, yeah. No, that was, she was cleaning up Dalton McGinty's mess. And, uh, and honestly, mm-hmm. if we're ranking worst liberal premieres, Dalton McGinty, there. Hi. How the fuck yeah. was he elected so many times? So many times! Uh. We need term limits in Canada, because what the fuck? We had Harper yeah. for, like, not to go back to federal politics, 11 years. Like Yeah, it was like 10 years. 10, 11 years, I can't remember what it was, but yeah. and we had to suffer. We had Harper from 2006 to, to 2015, so like, it was basically nine. Yeah. Still, time, okay, yeah. felt like 100. Basically, the time yeah. I was conscious to understand what a politics was, the time I was in high school, like the end of my last year in high school, was like, that's all I knew about politics was Harper for my formative years. Well, I mean, and you think about it, like, from your date of birth to when you would have been 10 years old, you had the same premiere in Jean yeah. Chrétien. Jean Chrétien uh, was a... Sure was a guy, the Seanigan handshake. I don't, I don't know. Sure, yeah, I was just about to mention that too. That was remember when remember when Nardwar asked him a question? It was literally Nardwar asked him a question <laughs> about pepper spraying protesters, and he said that pepper for me, I put it on my plate. <laughs> oh my god, he was just like the most, uh, like I I don't want to you know French and English, and as I'm someone who was who was French Canadian, uh, it's a national language, but. He really, he really um, leaned into hard into his. I don't understand what you're saying. Whenever anyone yeah. criticized him, um, and he he had fine English, but I, I always felt that was funny that like he would do that. But I didn't think it was funny that he <coughs> fucking insulted a protester, and that was like fine. No one, no one ever made a big deal about it. I'm just like, yep, that's what our prime ministers do. They assault protesters. Mm. I just remember that like everyone used to get their picture taken, and he'd do like the 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 the, the ch- he would grab their neck yeah, they, like as a funny thing. They made it a meme before memes were a meme. Like it was yeah. a whole thing. Remember when he got hit by a pie? Yeah, good. Mm-hmm. You know that funny prank when you choke somebody? Yeah. <laughs> okay. You know the that funny, the funny strangle meme. <laughs> but but if we're gonna talk about you know you know like a funny uh, assault. Worst liberal leaders, we can have John Christian, but. Michael Ignatieff. Oh, oh, 
He was he was barely even Canadian. No. Wasn't that one of the things about him? He was him? Like, American, was yeah, basically. Yeah, he was, like, fucking American. He, like, he, they, they, they needed a whole, like, study of how he spent about maybe 12% of his time in Canada while he was, like, yeah. the official leader of the Liberal Party. Like, what the fuck is that? It's good. He had no personality whatsoever. I, he... Yeah, because he's he a had eyebrows. Just, I remember he had eyebrows. He had big. He had. He had his, it was big just, ass that was eyebrows. It. That's all. Yeah. Just big. That's, that's the thing with the liberals is that they realize that no one actually cares, and that's why they're just like, let's get a nominally attractive guy. And um, are you calling yeah. Michael Ignatieff nominally attractive? Because. No, he I'm was, saying that that's that that they they revised their strategy and that's was, how we he got was sexier than fucking Stephen bland Harper. piece of man meat. I mean, you know, there's a whole swath of people who believe Justin Trudeau is like the heartthrob of all heartthrobs. I'm worried about the country. I like I could say he is like that's why he I would call him nominally attractive. Um, he's a, he's a good looking guy. He takes care like, of his hair. That's yeah. he has good skin. He's, nothing, he's in good shape. He's good not like his shape. father. Yeah. No. Okay, I'm calling it right now. Justin Trudeau, six out of ten. All right. Yeah. I'm gonna go for yeah. five point three. Abo- five point three. Mm-hmm. I'd give him a soft seven. Ooh, yeah, wow. Six to- soft because high, I'm soft. High. And he's been as high as. Uh, yeah, but like Jugmeet Singh is like a thirteen. Oh, Jugmeet Singh is a fucking babe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't even like men that much, but Jugmeet Singh, like <laughs> daddy. <laughs> You <laughs> can get it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say like honestly, the thing that always kills me for like Justin Trudeau, like especially like apparently his dad had the same thing, like this whole like cult of personality around him. And yeah, yeah. I've never understood that because like I hate myself and I'm better looking than fucking Pierre Trudeau. Trudeau You're better than Pierre Trudeau. <laughs> yeah, like Pierre Trudeau. Pierre Trudeau was like kind of like legit though. He was like friends with Fidel Castro. He was very smart. And he was friends with Fidel Castro. Like cool. Like. Um, Justin Trudeau is kind of a dumbass. Like, he's not very smart. Um, Pierre Trudeau actually had, like, the qualifications to be a prime minister. Justin Trudeau is like, you're pretty and you parrot party life. I don't really know what he's done. He didn't, he he certainly didn't do electoral reform, which he fucking campaigned on. when's my weed? When? When's my fucking weed? (laughs) July, dude. Yeah, that's. Yeah, but like, is Mm -hmm. it? He says However, that, you can There's only no smoke way. inside your own home. However, if you live and rent a home, which all fucking millennials do, you cannot smoke inside that home. So where do we smoke? Yeah, where the fuck am I going to smoke? Yeah, I mean, there's no way they're And also, like, of course, like, Ontario, that was another Kathleen Wynnism, since we are actually still on that question. Yeah. (laughs) Um, um, She decided that the marijuana legalization in Ontario would be another fucking control board. Oh, fuck's sake. Yep. I mean... And I I, I don't even know the the gas plant story as much, because we kind of got off topic, but, like, like there was a huge thing with funding of gas plants, and a bunch of money went to it. Also, she privatized Hydro One. Like, she privatized Hydro One. Like, as much as I don't want like any legal marijuana thing to be anything private businesses are allowed to touch because fuck that shit i don't want stupid gentrifying weed businesses popping up with like dumb bullshit names all over the place like in colorado 
Like, I don't need a place called, like, uh, I don't know. What's a funny name? I mean, there's a dispensary in Toronto called Weed the North, and I I, I support that existing. (laughs) Yeah, you see, you know what? That's funnier than anything I could come up with. That's dumb as fuck, and I hate it, and I don't want things like that to exist. (laughs) Nationalize the weed industry, take their businesses away from them, um, and just call them. Yeah, because the whole thing is, like, you could just see all the fucking liberal donors frothing at the mouth while Trudeau has given absolutely no fucking look towards amnesty to people arrested for drug crimes. Yep. Nor has Kathleen Wynne, for that matter. Obviously, the ideal solution would be just let the workers run the weed stores, but that's not going to happen. So at least do, Mm -hmm. like, a decent, like, nationalization procedure. Like, have it be a crown corporation. Have, like, a publicly controlled crown corporation that's not directly some shitty government control board thing and just let it run like a nationalized business, like a fucking God, remember crown corporations? Yeah. Pepperidge Farm remembers Crown Corporations. I used to want their LCBO for weed. Just let me get my fucking weed. Remember when we used to have Crown Corporations? Like at all? Yeah, remember those? <laughs> remember before I they... think we should we should we should absolutely nationalize all our mines at the very least. Yeah, remember when we used to have a nationalized rail system and it made sense and now there's no more rails up to the north of Ontario because they're too expensive? Nationalize literally yeah, everything. Yeah, because they're they're <laughs> They're all owned by Americans who won't service or fix the lines. Remember when our highways were owned by the country? Like, you know, makes fucking sense. And then Mike Harris sold the 407 for a hundred years. I, I really, Mike <laughs> Harris, like, I have this sort of, like, gut, like, reaction to, like, I recoil when I hear his name. It's just so awful. It's so awful. It's real fucking It's so bad. awful. Scarborough would still be its own city. If it wasn't for fucking Mike Harris, we'd be better off. Scarborough... Yeah, well, Sud- Sudbury also had an amalgamation that didn't happen during Harris years, but was a direct re- result of Harris policies, yeah. and it has been a fucking shit show. Yeah, and I, I don't want to, you know, but I don't want to take that away. Sudbury, Sudbury is even more far-flung, like, geographically than Toronto is. Mm-hmm. Like, we encompass a fucking massive area with not that many people in it. So, like, anything that you see that's bad about, like, you know, being an underrepresented poor population, think about that if you're there, like, 15 kilometers further in the forest with a bad high. Oh, and I was for, gonna say, imagine... Fucking for so sure, bad. for sure. But, like, Scarborough had this really amazing, cohesive community until they forced us to be part of Toronto, and then things just yeah. went shittier and shittier for us we, we actually in our neighborhoods before amalgamation people were making eh, regular amount of money um if you compare uh i did the i looked at statistics statistics last night actually and um compared to toronto center which isn't even a rich riding which is a downtown riding and scarborough north scarborough north makes uh, our average income is 2800 a year not great uh Fuck Toronto me. Center makes sixty two hundred a year, and that's average. That's like that's like middle class, and it's like, uh, I, I you know like people, and I see people out here in my riding in Scarborough or my parents' riding at least. I just never changed my address. Like hustling, like they're trying to like they work seven jobs to make ends meet, and and all they get is their twenty eight hundred a year at best salary, and. And people, so fucking people fitness. fucking faffing around mm-hmm. in Toronto Center downtown, just just at their corporate jobs, just looking at Reddit all day at their computer, are making like three times as much as, as we make in Scarborough. When people in Scarborough are doing God, the me. manual labor, nationalized tech and nationalized real yes. estate. Yes, absolutely. Especially real estate, man. Like 
Oh my god, the fact that real estate is prime to me, it makes no goddamn sense. The second you think about it, it doesn't make sense. Can you imagine, like, if the things people needed to, like, live in the real world were, you know, at the mercy of someone whose main goal was to make a ton of money and not give a shit about anything else? Yeah. I mean, that sounds like it would really suck. Everything should nationalize, and anything that doesn't nationalize should unionize. There we go, it's done. Nationalize, unionize, everything. And, okay, on that point. Uh, Kathleen Wynne will want to always bring in back-to-work legislation all the time. So don't vote for her. Oh my god, don't vote that for reminds her. me. She fucking, she fucking made, like, a point. This was, like, an actual, like, you can't vote for Andrea She Horvath, will. Because then strikes will happen. Mm-hmm. And it's like, strikes are good. Good, strike. <laughs> fucking teachers should be out in the streets okay, okay, okay. all the time. Like, strikes aren't like i wouldn't say strikes are good because ideally no but if if workers conditions aren't being met then yes fucking strike like back to work legislation is the fucking worst i can't believe the liberals it's a conservative policy that the liberals adopted and it's like that shows us that shows me your true colors it shows me your true colors especially because they made that part of their platform as elections saying that andrew horvath will refuse to bring in back to work legislation it's like well am i supposed to be mad about that Fucking good. Yeah. Okay. And like she was like <laughs> all those fucking all those. The, the, yeah, you're gonna say it. You just say it. And she's like all those students at the you know the universities. You know they're getting their you know their 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 education taken away from them. Motherfucker, I was on the picket line with my professors the entire strike. Like nobody at Laurentian. I don't know about York, but nobody at Laurentian wanted back to work legislation. Nobody at, at Laurentian. York, I know a lot of people were on this. We're we're not with the teachers on that, but I just think it's because a lot of the York College stuff is, I guess, better funded mm-hmm. than the colleges up here. I don't know because like a lot of the teachers didn't want to be on strike there apparently, mm-hmm. but like. I don't know. That's kind of what happens when you have a provincial wide strike, I suppose. We had this whole, like, in Ontario, when Mike Harris was uh, premier, uh, we had this whole, like, for a long time, schools were locked down. And I wasn't able to go to school. And, yeah, and... It was a good vacation. No, no, My mom was on the picket line every single day. And, uh, you know, she could not find childcare for me at all. And um, I was like, I was like, maybe six my sister was nine and they were about to leave us at home my parents didn't even let me uh they didn't give me my own key to their house till i was 14 like they were like i lived yeah. in a i lived in a rough area and it was just that like but it was it was this whole thing where like my mom like fucking busted her ass the teacher she never came home school ended at 237 at her uh at her high school she never came home until 6 p.m. because she was just fucking like she she ran the underground um uh lgbt gsa group because it was a all-girls catholic school and like she teachers bust their ass teachers risk their jobs to do this kind of shit and to to tell them that you they're not worth you know the you know the money for the labor they do it was just so hard it was so hard for my mom with me growing up she had two daughters that she wanted to provide for and in my Harris, and this is I'm bringing it back to this point because this is the last time we had a conservative premier. Uh, he screwed her life over. She was so upset because she wanted to be with her kids, but she had to be on the picket line. She had to be out there, you know, making a point, making it, uh, you know, showing that it was important to her that teachers have rights. Teachers should have fair pay. Teachers do like. Where would we be without our teachers? Like. My mom was a uh, uh, 
religion teacher at a uh, Catholic all-girls high school who refused to teach the part in the catechism where, you know, they said that homosexuals are intrinsically disordered because she knew me and my sister were gay. She knew me and my cousins were gay, and she didn't want to hurt anybody. Um, You know, my mom, like, risked her job to run an underground GSA group before it was even legal to do that in Catholic TCDSB schools. Like, teachers go above and beyond. They go above and beyond. And it's just, it's so upsetting that they have to fucking, like, march just to get, like, a 2% pay increase. Like, it's just... And, like, I think the worst thing when you think about this is just, like, if you look at the grand scope of North America, Ontario teachers have it so good and it's still so shitty. Oh, I know. My mom... Like, it's so fucking My mom was a teacher because she started teaching, um... When she was uh, 23, because back then you could do that shit. <laughs> yeah, that's what my dad and she worked. To. You know, she worked at the same high school all her life. You know, she ended up with a pretty good salary. But she was out there marching yeah. for the younger teachers who didn't make what she did. Like, that was the whole thing. Like, it was never a, con- yeah. it was never a concern with her that she was going to, you know, not make ends meet for her family. But it was just that... She thought that, like, she loved her colleagues, she loved people she worked with, she recognized how hard they also worked, and just, like, why teachers are, like, this is why we see this whole crisis in the U.S., and not to make this about, you know, with, like, undereducated populaces making stupid fucking bad decisions. I feel like that's, like, that's... Yeah, and then their teachers make, like, well, like, 15,000 a year. And so, yeah, it's, like, you know... Which is fucking and nothing. And there's still those good, you know, amazing teachers who, making 15000 a year, are still fucking putting in all their work for their kids. Yeah, and buying supplies for them. Buying supplies for them because, for them so because they don't have, you know, like, my mom was lucky in that she taught at Catholic school, and Catholic schools get public funding in Ontario. Yeah. Um, but it, it's, just, it's just so upsetting to know that, like, the, the p- teachers are... The majority of them, obviously, there's some who are just you know awful, but like the majority of teachers are out there like working for the kids. Like they don't get to leave at two thirty seven, which is when my high school randomly let out. Like uh, all the students do. My mom would be there till six p.m. every night doing her lesson plans. Like teachers are so valuable. Like it's just so upsetting that that's the one thing that uh, all governments liberal and conservative we haven't see, really seen it with ndp yet go for it first is cutting teacher salaries mm-hmm. yeah always every time like i really think that this sort of or thing cutting nurses salaries and nurses like, yeah health professionals all of that like i really think and this like not sort even of like it's kinda, always nurses kind of shows off like the whole like i guess the, the, the colors of all of these sort of governments really is because obviously the best way to avoid strikes, especially in the public sector, is to stop making their conditions so fucking shitty yeah. that they feel the need to do that. And not to, like, pass laws that say you can't strike, which is literally a thing fascists do. Not to, like, no. over-inflate no, no, no. It is. It, it literally is. It is fascism. It is. And you know what? It takes a lot for teachers to strike. They put up with a lot of bullshit. So when they start striking, it's because things are fucking shitty. It's because things are unbearable in their working conditions. Yeah. We have a couple more questions. Might as well get through them, even though we're running, like, longer than a normal episode at this point. <laughs> it's my fault. <laughs> it's my fault. I'm new to this. This is, 
Yeah, this is as yeah, long no, as I'd, the I'd nor- love to be mad. This is as long as the longest episode we've you ever. You can blame had. it on me. Are they said? It'll be a little shorter once I edit. Don't worry. That's true. I will, um, it will question be from fr- question from friend of the show Burgermeister. Does the system where you vote for your local constituent in order to extend a vote uh, to a political provincial or federal party make sense? Should one be able to vote separately for the local representation and political? Sorry, provincial federal representation. That's mixed member proportional. And yes, it yes, does make sense. That is, that that's is what off, we that wanted objectively the best to have system. brought in, but didn't get. <laughs> yes. And we did not get it. I'm really glad that Matt described the exact thing that everyone wants. <laughs> Just right, first go. Right, got it. Got it. Yeah, that one. was a, a promise from the federal government, actually. Um, and also was voted, as I discovered earlier in this recording, was voted on by Ontarians in 2007 before any of us were eligible to vote. Yeah, they actually have it in Alberta, I think, right now. They have a ranked ballot system because back in the 40s, they were trying to keep the NDP out. So they mm-hmm. thought that all conservatives would vote for liberals, too, and vice versa. And then yeah. everyone put the Social Credit Party as their number two, and it fucked up both of their parties. Mm-hmm. <laughs> God, social credit. That's just one of those parties that I just know nothing about because they suck. It doesn't exist. And they any- don't exist anymore. Yeah, they changed yeah. their name to the uh, Canadian Anti-Abortion Party after their after they lost their last <laughs> seat in the mid two thousands. God, fucking useless pieces yeah. of shit. Oh yeah, because I mean the um, the whole social credit plan is unconstitutional, so they actually couldn't do anything when they got elected. Yeah. Uh, question from Michelle Genuine Ghoul, friend of the show. I have an Ontario election question. Is Doug Ford actually secretly Rob Ford in disguise? And if so, will Andrea Horvath pull off his rubber mask on Thursday? Yes. I actually made this joke on the radio show. <laughs> Not like I the mean, exact they're, they're joke. They're both fucking... Did we talk about how, like, Do- they're both Doug, fucking ghouls, so. Doug Ford has been slapped with a lawsuit? Oh, oh we like, haven't. Yeah, no. This, like, in the last... <laughs> t- this was, like, yesterday... Or He's been sued by Renata Ford, who's yeah, the, saying that yeah. she kept millions of dollars from her. Yeah, yeah. The, Doug and Randy. I, I'm imagining yeah. what he did is he took like portions of the business and estate, and yeah. has literally just been funneling it into his campaign the whole time. Yeah, and that he is like, whether or not he wins, gonna fucking end up in prison. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know if if our if our listeners do know this, but like Doug Ford is absolutely the brother of Toronto's own Rob Ford. The, yeah, the, the, cr- the crack Canadian smoking mayor. that Americans can name that isn't just and so what's yeah. the point crack I want to make smoking dumbass fucking yeah uh, uh, like it's it's that Ontario as much as you want to spin it because we have Toronto it's a conservative province through and through except for some pockets it's a big business province mm-hmm. and in our province apparently people never fucking learn we live through Rob Ford we live through being a national embarrassment Jimmy Kimmel like brought like it's just it was so embarrassing it was so fucking stupid and then they're like hey it's a great idea to elect his brother maybe they're different no no they're not they're two sides of the same coin it's so stupid Doug Ford was you know, I don't care about, you know, people have been trying to besmirch the media by saying he's slang hash. That's the one good thing he did. Like, yeah. Like, you know, honestly. Yeah, drug dealing's like the one thing that's like, okay, I'm cool. like, yeah, you give me some hashtag for it if you still got some. Like, it's fine. But, like... I, I, I hate when politicians are, like, super insistent on denying the one thing that would make them Yeah. Because, cool. like, um, what's um, Jugmeet Singh's brother? who is running in the provincial legislature. Mm-hmm. Oh, the guy who had the, uh, the fuck the up. police sign? Yeah. yeah. He held up a sign that said fuck Good. the police and he apologized Good. for it. Good. I'm like, don't. Mm-hmm. Don't apologize for it. 
own that shit. It's good. Yeah. Matt, we respect the thin blue line on this podcast. There's the some... only thin blue line I respect is Gumby. <laughs> <laughs> there's so many, like... I, I, I swear to God, there's, like, so many, like, secret leftists, like, full-on leftists in the NDP who always have to be, like, mediating themselves. Yeah, like, we... Because, like, the... We can't, you know, we have to have incremental change, they need to be you know? Loud. We can't... Yeah. It's like, no, fucking go full communist. Like, just do it. Go for just it. Just do it. Hey, Matt, when I eventually run someday, can you just, like, edit me, like, Stalin-style edit me out of every podcast episode? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I just, uh, I noticed that you said two words. Each of those words has three letters. Uh, I'm not oh going to say God. them out loud oh my, because we can't they are cursed words. This. And that will, that will single-handedly get you barred from office. <laughs> I, no, I've said them so much, though, now it doesn't matter. It doesn't even sound like words anymore. Yeah. Oh, no, it's just... Emma, I'll tell you what they are afterwards because yeah, I'm we actually are not, barred from yeah. saying All right, all right. I, I, edit I this whole section out. I love to be this clandestine yeah. sort of... <laughs> yes, if I say it, I literally have to put twenty dollars into our Patreon. <laughs> Wait, seriously? That's the that, actual rule. That's the rule, Dad. That's the rule. That's the rule. <laughs> oh, so one thing I want to mention, uh, uh, just as an anecdote, just, uh, I was walking down. I live in North York, but I still vote with my parents' electoral riding because I never actually fill a uh, change of address. But I was walking down the street the other day. And I saw a sign for the uh, Liberal Party candidate on someone's lawn, and they had written on it in permanent marker, sign is under surveillance. Beware. Can you imagine being a fucking cop for the Liberal Party? Like, how are you that determined? Like, it's a fucking sign. I mean, they have one. His name is Bill Blair. Oh, true. But, Mm. like, it's just like... Got him. Got him. But but it was just like, it was just the absurdity of it. I really want to take a picture, but I was like, oh, I'm going to be under surveillance now if I fucking take a picture. But it was just like, who is going so hard for liberal MP Sue Wong that you have to put surveillance uh, on the sign? Like to, it was just, it's just like such like an indication of how liberals are so like part of the police state. They're always the ones who prop up like, what's his name? Uh, the current head of police in toronto like they're always like you know yeah he's not so bad police aren't so bad black lives matter are just you know they're just overinflating what police are still banned from toronto pride right fucking thank god yeah since the the fucking thing happened thank god for toronto pride if they had any chance of coming back to pride they sure don't as fuck don't now yeah like yeah, yeah, because they were actively hiding uh, Bruce MacArthur. Yep. I had to go off Twitter for two days the other day because someone I really liked said, uh, uh, had this all, not all cops are bad discourse. And I was like, Yo, I was like, I can't, I can't, I can't get into this again. I can't get into this for 15th time with a 15th different person. Like, it's just, <sighs> it, was, it was about the pride discourse too. And I was like, no, all cops are bad. You want, you're a gay cop, but you want to co- fucking come to pride? Out of your uniform. Like, just... Yeah. yeah. Just don't be in uniform. Don't have a fucking gun. No. Like, <sighs> it's just not that hard. It's like, straight people have been... I've seen so many tweets over the last... This is so off topic, but so many tweets over the last few weeks about straight people being so offended that they don't have a place at Pride, and it's like, hmm. Fuck off and die. Exactly. I endorse like, it. If I, if I were to go to Pride at all, it would be just like, you know, to hang out with my bi girlfriend who wants to go to Pride. No it's cops at Pride. Like, I am not a part of it. I'm just there. I need, one of, I need one of those shirts that says no cops at Pride. Yeah. It's, it's so... Uh. Some might say the uh, 
you know, what is it called? You know, that stupid American horse show, the Supreme Gay, because Pride Parade always happens on my birthday. I have <laughs> yes. brought this forward uh, to all of you. Uh, I don't get enough thanks for it, but it really is like, <laughs> you know, I, I feel that I have brought this all to you without fail. Thank mm-hmm. you for inventing it. I did. Pride, I invented it. I was there. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I guess we, we do have one more question. I guess we'll close out with it because it's a mm-hmm. good one. Um, this is from Stephanie, Windfall Island, friend of the show. Um, for election episode, how do you successfully sway a liberal into not being a ginormous coward? Is there any hope for writings that have been solidly liberal for like no. 100 years? Uh, answer the second question freely isn't. But for the first question, it's basically just try to trick them into caring about people because that's really all it I takes. I think a big thing is that a lot of, uh, some liberals, some liberals can be empathetic if you tell them that, like, hey, fucking Harp, not Harper, oh my god, I'm having flashbacks. Fucking Ford mm. is going to run, another Ford is going to run your fucking province if you don't just suck it up and vote, you know, NDP. Like, it's just, it's just, like, I think it's like, I think, I don't know where I'm going with this, but it's just, what was the question? <laughs> Um, how, how do you successfully sway a liberal into not being a ginormous cow? Oh, I think you just have to tell them that, like, do you hate conservatives more than you are, like, ambivalent? Like, I think that's really, like... Actually, the answer, the answer to that is no, unfortunately. I know. <laughs> I think the real, literally any poor person. No, they don't yeah. care, though. Liberals, especially neoliberals, especially Toronto liberals are the most... Yeah, but they don't talk to poor exactly, people. Exactly, as I'm saying. So you have to force them to. But talk you can't. To they won't do it. They'll be like they're afraid of like being like getting like poor cooties. Like it really is the way. <laughs> like, and no, in Toronto, like Toronto people think of it as this like bastion of like multiculturalism and you know acceptance. But it's like Toronto is actually pretty conservative, especially in like you know the Bay Street areas, the suburban areas of it. It's actually a pretty conservative stronghold. Um, you know, I've seen so many signs. I'm actually worried about the amount of conservative signs I've seen in all areas of Toronto uh, lately. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't think that you can actually, you know, if a liberal is arguing good faith, a liberal, if they want to call themselves liberal, should should agree that they have more in common with the NDP than, than conservatives. But yeah. once you try to tell them to sway over to the NDP, because say like, well, let's afford, let's you know, let's avoid a fucking another for catastrophe. They're like, okay, but the NDP, they're gonna write a blank check and they're gonna. But we really want to yeah. sell arms to Saudi Arabia. Here's yeah. the thing: is I don't think the conservatives really are more in common with. Sorry, pardon me. The liberals really are more in common with the NDP than they are with the conservatives. I genuinely like maybe policy wise but really they they're kind of like uh i i guess well, it's like socially right yeah, yeah, yeah they, but what i mean though is like, like they need each other right? right yeah but like they need each other to I mean, exist though like it's it's to to be pretentious for a minute it's it's kind of like a dialectic you know the conservatives have to exist for the liberals to continue existing mm-hmm. because they each allow each other to you know they replace each other every couple of years and that way yeah. they keep coming back. But if the NDP wins, that disrupts that sort of like system that they've got going. And because if the NDP succeeds at being government, 
then the liberals, you know, then they you know get voted back in, and the liberals don't get in for another year. But if the NDP fails, they replace the liberals in that sort of, you know, that sort of dialectic. So instead, the conservatives get reelected. So mm-hmm. in both cases, an NDP government is nothing but bad for a liberal, short or long yeah. term. And so I think that's the big problem, though, is is that a lot of liberals on some level know that and you have to like force feed them class consciousness juice before they'll actually like (laughs) be able to sort of look past the like the issue that the NDP presents them and I think like they understand maybe not in those terms but I think they understand like the issue with the voting Mm -hmm. NDP right now in terms of their party's success but on that note not to disparage the NDP's name though but my problem I have had with them in, in recent election cycles is that they are going further center right um, to sort of, you know, compete with the liberals. I, I feel like the more that the liberals... It's fucking dumb the liberal, as shit. The more the liberals double down on, like, corporatism and, like, back-to-work legislation and, you know, union busting and stuff, the NDP has to be like, okay, we have to be a reasonable alternative to them. It's like, no, go for your full-on crazy socialist, you know ideas like it's yeah. like don't kowtow to the fucking liberal party which is like it, it's it's so embarrassing like it's like you don't have to move farther right that's the whole thing is the public opinion thing the only it's like the only nominal policy that the ndp really has to do to keep in the mm. court of public opinion is to continue sticking to the fallacy of balanced budgets because people are always going to be on about that on every election even though it's like we run our own currency debt is fake it's fine. They can keep spending on social programs. Also, like, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to say the NDP is some, like, you know, socialist godsend that's going to, you know, shatter this sort of, you know, capitalist system or whatever. Like, I fully understand that they've definitely even, they're not even as socialist as they used to be, and they never really were that left-wing to begin with. But I mean, like, in terms of the sort of cycle of the Ontario elections, they are definitely the outsider, and that's why I don't think... Yeah. That's why I think that the liberals would rather see a conservative government because it keeps that almost that social political contract going where, you know, everybody gets their individual four years. Yeah, that's basically it. So I I guess we can close out this this long ass bitch right now. Yeah. <laughs> Christ. This, <laughs> this is this is the longest tomorrow. episode we've ever recorded now, by the way. Yeah, really? it is. Yeah, by about ten and minutes. We're still putting out an episode on Thursday. We're still putting out another episode on Friday. The, mm-hmm. You, these our Cause... fucking listeners don't know how much work we put in for them. Yeah, <laughs> we put in so much work. <laughs> uh, this has been Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die. You can follow us on Twitter at hkipgtd or on Tumblr at hkipgtd.tumblr.com. Mm-hmm. We're also at facebook.com/hkipgtd, but that is literally just reposting from the RSS feed. We are part of the Noise Space Network, which I swear to God will be a real thing at some point, but right now is just where people can host some podcasts if I know them. Uh, Like, I'll even have ads for other shows and stuff. Like, you know, one day, one day I'll be able to do something coherent with this thing. Um, You can also see us on Patreon, patreon.com slash HKIPGTD. I'm not doing the full readout for this one because it is a bonus episode, but... Um, we have you get shout outs on our main episodes if you are a patreon supporter and all patreon supporters uh, all patreon ten dollar donors can also listen into our episode recordings I hope this has been illuminating for the three of you who are there right now <laughs> shout outs to fruit selectors shout with a p-tape and star 
for listening into this episode recording. A lot of this is going to get cut just because we went so long. Yeah. Also, though, if we uh, also if you get us up to two hundred dollars on Patreon, you can uh, you can afford to kill one of the hosts. Yeah, we will kill one of the hosts if we reach two hundred dollars, and I'm pretty sure the betting favorite is still me. Really? Uh, I was told it was me. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> After the last episode, it's definitely you. <laughs> oh Jesus. Uh, so yeah, thanks thanks for coming along, Emma. You are welcome on the podcast anytime you want to get mad about something. Oh, I guess we lost Emma. Yeah, she dropped another Discord call. Oh, well. oh no. Thanks, Emma, for joining us today. <laughs> and uh, I am Matt. I'm Linus. I'm Evan. And this has been Henry Christopher Pokemon Going to Die. Not a threat. Just a fact. Just a fact. Memento Pokemori. Memento Pokemori. And now here's the sweet, sultry sounds of Out for a Rip. <laughs> Like I already, like we already decided that. Yo, yeah. I'm from the Great White North, right? Like up above the state, yeah. The big landmass that the rest of the world hates. Yeah. We're like above that, fucking north, I guess. The big patch of trees where everybody's bored to death. We're just chilling up here, sipping syrup, playing hockey. Before we learn to walk, we can cross check properly. Just rocking plaid jackets, chainsaws. We operate them right. Fucking a right, we do, bud. We cut our weight in firewood every 20 minutes or so. Smoke break. And if the leaf make the playoffs i'll fucking jump in the lake fucking buddy comes over to my place the other night and he's like you want to go out for a rip and i was like fucking right yeah so we hop in the truck and hit the mud and i was like oh fuck yeah bud just out for a rip are you bud just out for a rip just out for a rip are you bud just out for a rip just out for a rip are you bud just don't for Just don't for are you bot? Just don't for I come from the land of the polite, where shit's covered in ice. So when I'm down in the states, they're like, you're too fucking nice.